All right. Oh, welcome back for part two of our two-part episode. Um, man, I'm always excited when we can kind of come back here and uh, dive a little bit deeper. And it's, and uh, my guest gets to ask me even more questions here. Um, so for those who missed last week, please go to rosskraus.com, R-O-S-S-K-R-A-U-S-E.com to listen to part one of our episode. Um, it'll be about 25 minutes and, uh, then you'll be up to date. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into part two of our two part episode today. All right, everyone. Welcome back to an episode of the money seat, the show where I put myself on the hot seat. I bring on my guests. They ask me five questions related to money, finances, whatever's on their mind. And they don't send me the questions beforehand. So I'm hearing them in real time, just as you are. And I'm excited to bring on my next guest today. And her name is Valerie. And why don't you tell your, uh, the audience a little bit about yourself, Valerie? Yeah. Good afternoon, everyone. So my name is Valerie, and I am 31 years old. I'm a little bit about myself. So I've recently actually moved to the Northwest Chicago suburbs as I bought a house in Palatine, Illinois, with my partner and my fur little baby, a cuddly dachshund half lab named Andy. Um, I work at an IT reseller called CDW as a product manager, where I manage and support Cisco's networking and data center business. IT is something I always say that I fell luckily into, and it's been a great career, especially in these challenging times. In my free time, I enjoy everything outdoors, um, everything from hiking, biking, to even dabbling in skiing lately, even though I've been horrible. I thrive outdoors and I love the beauty of nature. I'm also very curious, so I love traveling, learning about different cultures, and tasting various different types of foods. Uh, lastly, um, I like to give back to the community and I've participated in various organizations that center around enable, enabling and cultivating young girls and their passion for IT. So I'm currently on CDW's business resource committee called Women Opportunity Network, where we're planning various skill building workshops for girls for girls ages nine to sixteen, which has been super exciting. Um, really happy to be here and look forward to chatting with you, Rob. Yeah, thank you. That was by far the best and most practiced and well thought out uh, intro. I've had so far. So good job. You've done your research. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, what did you, uh, where did you go to school and uh, what did you study? Yep. So I went to Northern Illinois University okay. in DeKalb, Illinois, and I studied uh, business management for okay. my bachelor's degree. So you actually are doing something that's pretty aligned to your major. I am. I feel like I'm a... Uh, I'm a rare case. I yeah. majority don't. So I've gotten really lucky. I think business is a very broad field. So I've gotten lucky that I'm able to do it and I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. And I know you said you were a big traveler and I know you've come and yeah. visited me out uh, in Seattle, which also is perfect for people who like outdoors and, and nature. Um, what yeah. would have been, I would say, list your top three favorite uh, destinations you've been? So I would say Thailand. Actually, a year ago, we were in Thailand. So different times here. Uh, Thailand was <laughs> right. one of them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say Barcelona, Spain yeah. was another one. Yeah. And I would say Israel, where I met you, Ross. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? I, I, were all three of those trips you were with, you were with people or, or, or groups of people? I was. I was actually very different kinds. Well, Thailand, I was with my boyfriend for first year anniversary. Right. Okay. Uh, 
I or not Ireland. Oh my gosh, uh, Israel was a group of random people that we met and, right. and got to know each other, became close friends, which was cool. And then actually Barcelona, it was a trip that we did um, to Dubai for a work event, and then about ten of us decided to fly into Barcelona. So it was a group of ten work people that I really um, got to know on the trip. I only knew them from a work element, so it was good to know them on a personal level. And I would say, from a, do you do solo traveling? By the way. I did. The only time uh, I did it once, and actually I did to Seattle, and then I took the Amtrak into Canada, Vancouver. So I've only done one solo okay. trip. I'd love to do more, but it's a little scary. Yeah, I was going to say from from a female point of view, it would be interesting to know if you do some some solo traveling and had some recommendations. I know Seattle is a great place to go as a solo traveler. Seattle? Uh, I've never done anything besides that. I would say somewhere in the United States, probably somewhere. Just look up different safe cities would be a good way to yeah, start, right? Like yeah. in the Midwest, going to like Milwaukee would be super easy to go to. It's true. Drive there, stay there for a night. It's not too intimidating. So I would say start small and then expand from there. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks yeah. for giving us a great little info about yourself and yeah. a bio into the life of Valerie. And with that... Let's get into the mind of her and her financial uh, questions that she has. So let's start off with, that was, was that question three? Uh, question three, yes, okay. we're moving question four. four. Question four, all right, let's do Perfect. it. Perfect, yeah. So we've heard a lot about cryptocurrency. So okay. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just curious, what do you think about it? What do you believe it? Do you believe it's something investing at this time? And just, if you could kind of phrase it to me in a very basic one-on-one yeah. manner. Yeah, so there's some debates and this isn't necessarily a right or wrong answer, but my opinion is cryptocurrency yet isn't a an investment because when we're an investment okay. is something you're buying and holding for the long run. I think cryptocurrency is still something that people are doing as more short-term trading. Doesn't mean you can't make okay. money off of it, but people are still buying and selling. I mostly say that because there's just not enough history to prove that it'll be here in 10 or 20 years. But gotcha. the idea of a Bitcoin or something, I actually think makes a lot of sense because someone asked me about why why is the US market what it is and why isn't, you know, why wouldn't I invest in other countries or, you know, Europe or, you know, and they all have different currencies and it becomes very complicated. I'm like, yeah, wouldn't it be very simple if there was just earth currency, right? Just a currency. <laughs> but that's what yes. that's what crypto is trying to do. So th whether it's Bitcoin or what other, whatever million other coins out there, it's not a crazy idea to think one day we're going to have a global earth currency, currency. especially yeah. because everything's so global especially because people do business in all over the countries and it's crazy to have to convert from from American dollars to Canadian dollars to Mexican pesos to euro to pounds to yuan to yen to renminbi right i mean it's it's nuts and, yeah. and that there's a, a lot more the kroner i could keep going on and on and on so i think that's a really where the future's going the better idea just like not investing in one stock is there's ways to invest in maybe the, the cryptocurrency technology like blockchain. That's not okay. a bad thing. Okay. There's cryptocurrency funds that have not just one, one like Bitcoin, but I think you can invest in a, a fund that has like 10 or 20 or 30 different cryptocurrencies. Um, and once again, like I said, I, I think it's more short-term trading than it is long-term investing. Because it's, and I just say that because it's just, it seems a little, a little riskier because we don't have enough historical data 
to prove that. Gotcha. Um, just an opinion. I would say, once again, um, there's a lot more to it than that, especially on the, the data mining side that I don't pretend to understand. Um, but there's nothing wrong with wanting to be involved in that and finding that to be a small part of a, you know, five, five percent of your portfolio being in that or the technology around that is definitely intriguing because I think that's where we're going in the future. Okay, cool. Awesome. I think, uh, question number five, question five. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Question five is more around. So I think I mentioned the beginning of the podcast I'm 31 years old. So beginning of my thirties Yeah. and I've never necessarily had, um, timelines associated. Like I have timelines with other things where I want to be in my career. Right. Mm-hmm. But I've never had timelines associated around my financial future. Ooh. Like I should have this saved amount. Yeah. Or I should be saving X amount. So I guess, what would you tell someone my age, Man. young thirties, that are early, I mean, mid-career. Yeah. I've been working for about 10 years, so I've saved up a decent amount, but I guess where should I be and what timelines, what resources should I be using? Obviously, a financial advisor is one or even like online documents that I can read. Where, What can I have to help guide me yeah. of where I should be and retire at a really good and cash of money, right? Right. right? That's the goal. Right. So there's, there's lots of good tools to help do bigger picture things. You could go on the internet and look up any type of interest or investment calculator and say, if you have this much money and put this much in a month and make this amount of interest, you know, you'll have this amount in five years or 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, right? Stuff like that. So those are all tools that, you know, no one needs me for that are helpful, but they only tell part of the picture. And I'm glad you asked that question because this is like my favorite part of the job because you could come to me at not any age, but especially in your 30s or even 40s and say, I have nothing and I want to retire, you know, in 25 years. And I'm going to be like, good, let's get started. We're going to get this done. Absolutely. Once again, there's there's a 0% chance that if someone works with a professional or has help or guidance and has a specific plan, sets it up and sticks to it and monitors it and, and, and goes through it over the 20 to 25 years, they're going to achieve the results every time. Um, okay. But it's not easy. It's hard. It takes a lot of discipline and you have to evaluate it. So if we set up a great plan now, but we don't talk again for 10 years, I'm not guaranteeing you anything. But if yeah. we're meeting every year and we're changing it based on you got a job, a new job, you make more money, you make less money, you're moving, you have to buy a house, you have kids, you have to save, right? All of those things go into all of these goals and you have to reevaluate it almost every year in order to, to do that. But someone in your age, for, for an example, who's in their 30s, even if they haven't started anything, they can still get to where they're going to be in, let's say, 25, 30 years if they save you know, 15% of their salary in investments and, and grow that over time at a five or 6% rate, which is very conservative. But yep. the hard part, once again, that's why I'm saying online is actually the easy part. The easy part is going and finding all the tools you need. The hard part is setting it up, it's doing it, and having Ross Krause as your accountability buddy along the way <laughs> to do it. And it's crazy because I've tried to tell people that our, our my job and my role has shifted a lot from just calling me and buying Apple stock to being bigger picture and advice driven because it's just like with anything else, you you need help with this stuff along the way. You need someone to hold your hand. You need someone to guide you to make sure you're okay. And that's, that's actually worth a lot more than people think. And it actually helps a lot more. Like sometimes people are like, I don't feel like, 
like I, sometimes I feel like I didn't do that much for someone, but at the same time, they just feel like they have a positive direction of what they're doing and it could reaffirm. It's like a consultant. Yeah, like it a is. Yeah, that that's fee. really, yeah, that's really what, what I do, especially on that, on yeah. that monthly fee side model, because the internet is only helpful for, you could look up what a general person should do in who's 31 years old and is living with a partner. Well, there's millions of those people just to, all, all over the world, right? Yeah. But we need to know what Valerie specifically has to do. And the internet can't tell you that. So you need to go over when do you want to retire? What are your goals? What do you have saved up? How much you make? How lavish of a lifestyle do you want to live now versus in retirement? How much traveling you want to do, which it sounds like a lot. How much do we have yeah. to budget for that traveling? How much things are going to cost, right? If you want to have kids when and how much that's going to cost and if you're going to receive any inheritance and if you are, what's that going to go for? And if not, do you want to set any of that up for your kids? I could go on and on and on, right, about that stuff. And none of that stuff is things that the internet's going to tell you. You have to figure that out for yourself. And then yeah. when you work with a person we could fit everything together and get that set. Um, very hard to do it all yourself because there's so many variables. As you know, when you throw in a lot of variables for things, exactly. one little thing throws it off. Um, have you thought- As you get older, it gets more messy, and right? Kids it, come into play, right. house comes into play. It's just like doing your taxes. Yeah. It's much easier when you're 16 and then now they own mm -hmm. property and kids, all the write-offs, and you get an accountant for that yeah. instead of you doing it yourself. I, because I also don't have kids and I, saved as much as I possibly can. And the reason why is, first of all, because of compounding interest, the earlier you start, the more it grows mm -hmm. over time and the bigger it'll be. So for instance, you know, someone who's 30 years old and puts in $100 a month is going to have the same value in 20 years as someone who's 40 years old and puts in $250 a month. So yep. every time you wait, it actually costs money. So part of my working with people and my advice to people is to provide you with the one thing in life that's precious, which is time, is to make sure that, yeah, we you can't go back and save, right? You can't go back and get that's that compounded true. interest. But we got to start it now. And maybe you won't need all that money in the future, but no one's ever complained about having too much money. And if they <laughs> if they have, then they're just not doing the right things with it, right? So let's say you get to that point and you have too much money. Oops, we oversaved. Well, I'm sure there's some great charities or kids or family members or causes or something that you'd want to do, right, with that money. Exactly. That, exact, right. Yeah, it, there's always something like that. And that's kind of my, my, my point and, and my goal is to make sure that you, you overachieve, you oversave, you get there, and you get there as soon as possible because then it gives you options, right? Maybe you do want to retire at 50. I would love to. You know, I, I don't want to be working with my parents are almost 70. They love what they do, but I don't want to be working at 70. I really don't, right? Me I want to travel. I want to enjoy <laughs> things. Um, I was I my my previous partner at another firm had a, had a good story that he um, he was in, uh, and I haven't been there. He was in he's uh, in Venice or Florence, some famous city in Rome, and there was a very elderly lady on this trip. She must she was on a like had a little walker. Must have been mm -hmm. in her eighties or nineties, and he was like, "Why? I can't believe this lady's on this on this trip." You know, she's. It, it's cobblestones. You're going up. You're hiking, like you know, Italy. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, right. And and she's and the guy was asking her, "Are you?" She went, "No, I'm going to do this. I, you know, I've saved up my whole life. This is my my time to travel, and I'm doing it." And thirty minutes in, she couldn't make it, and tore had to leave her behind. And, and the point is that you don't want to wait till you're eighty years old or ninety to do all the things you want to do. 
And, exactly. and it's a shame because most people realize that later on. So my goal is even if you don't realize that and you don't want to focus on that, I'll do it for you. And I'll make sure that I'm thinking about 30 years from now, Valerie, you know, 60, 50, 60, 70 year old Valerie. So when that time comes, it's a thankless job because by the time I get thanked, I don't remember because I'll be too old. But, but it's, you it's, should make a tagline out of that. There yeah. should be some sort of tagline. <laughs> but it, it's really true because, and, and because so many people yeah. are focusing on the here and now and it's important, right? I also don't want you to sacrifice your enjoyment now. So 30 years from now, Valerie could go to Venice and not have to go through a walker. Well, exactly. you're going to miss out on too much stuff. So it's a, it's a balancing act. It is. It's going back to like having enough money now yeah. and saving for the future, but how do you do both? And it's, most it's people are so good at the now and they, they live in the now and they're fantastic and they really struggle on the future stuff. And some people are actually side, yeah. are actually don't enjoy enough of it now. And I've worked with some people who have way too much cash just sitting in their bank account and you're like, let's go. Let's, let's do stuff, guys. <laughs> and sometimes it's just the assurance from someone who's a professional to make you feel a bit better. But yeah, I, I would say that if those are things you struggle with or, or anyone listening, um, I know I love helping people, but I can't help everyone. You know, there's lots of people out there too to help and talk to. And it doesn't mean that it's going to cost a lot of money. And it also doesn't mean that um, you can't work with them just if you don't have, you know, a million dollars to invest. Right. So it's the idea that people need advice and they need some help and they need some guidance as a life coach, as a consultant. And, and it's important to go through that. But also everything can get done. You set up a plan. You talk to your partner. You go through all that. You make a budget. You know what you want to do. And you also know what your current situation is. And then you work together and we, we kind of fill in the rest. Um, exactly. And awesome. I, I find that exciting. I, I think it's good to see it evolve and grow over time. But I do want to end on that end with that it's not easy. This isn't easy stuff. And for a lot of people, they don't like to do it. They struggle with it. You know, it's math, it's finance, it's money. It could be awkward, right? There's a whole bunch of stereotypes yeah. and stigmas that people don't like to do, which I get. But once again, that's why I'm here. So I could do some of the stuff that you don't want to do. But two, it's really necessary. People spend more time planning their travel to, to Disney World than they do on their budget and their retirement plan. And that's not, that's crazy, mm -hmm. right? And for me, it blows my mind. Obviously, it's more fun to, to, to plan a trip to Disney World, but it's not more important. It's definitely not more important. Um, of course, yeah. And that's also a goal of the podcast too, is to kind of educate and make people aware, like people like you and the millions of Valerie's out there who didn't learn any of this in college or high school because they don't teach classes on this. And you just, you're, you learn it in the real world and plenty of people hit their 50s and are like, Damn it. Why, why Sometimes did... it's too late. Yeah. yeah, that that's, point, yeah. that's my point. It's, it's a lot of people listening to this. It might already be too late. And so my, my job is to make sure for as many people as possible, it doesn't become too late because it's not. If really, even if you're in your 40s, I could probably say 20 years, we could get you a modified version of what you want, even if you have nothing. Um, but mm -hmm. once you have 50s or 60s, there are people that I've had to talk to that I said, it's not possible. You know, you're 60 years old. You haven't done anything yet. We can't retire at 70. So you have to have some sad, tough conversations. And I hope I never have those with people who are our age who start now. And yes. the weird thing about it is it's only going to get worse for us because we're more reliant on us more than ever to create our own wealth and retire. As we get older, there's going to be less yes. government support for us. So, you know, our parents are getting some form of social security and who knows what's there for us. So... It's only going to be more aligned on us to create that wealth um, for exactly. us, especially if we don't confirm it or if we don't inherit it or if we don't win the lottery, which is 
probably very small percentage. <laughs> right. Of us are yeah. That. Unfortunately, are lucky enough to win that. Yep. If, if you do, then you probably don't need me for the most part. I can help you with planning an estate, but otherwise, you're probably good. You win the the half a billion dollar <laughs> jackpot Powerball. Right. You're good. But for the ninety nine point ninety nine percent of everyone else, it's there's no quick get rich quick scheme and there's no golden answer. It's hard work. It's discipline. It's a plan. Yep. And it's it's um it's staying to it. But Man, it's rewarding. Once again, if you're retiring in your 50s, Valley, and traveling all over the place, and everyone else is looking at you, they're going to be jealous. And it's because they didn't work hard and they didn't get a plan together. But mm-hmm. I'm promising yeah, you. That's very yeah. True. Yeah. So hopefully that, that helped. Um, that was question five, right? That was. That okay. was. Hopefully, I, I, I'm trying to inspire some people to take action and, and get their finances in order. Because uh, you don't have to have a degree. You don't have to know everything to do it, right? Just kind of... I think you have to find the right resources such yeah. as yourself to be able to. And I think it's you rely, going back to your point, just relying on different professionals. There's different ones, whether a doctor, mechanic, and money right. is just a big, important part. That is just not many people like myself. I hate doing that. It's mundane. It's not fun. I get me, it. And I want to rely <laughs> on other people. Uh, that's why I hire an electrician. I don't find right. it fun to do that. Yeah. All you, <laughs> have to, all you have to do is just figure out what you want. And exactly. most me, I know I could take it from there for the most part. Yeah, you just have to know if you don't know what you want, then we'll never get you there because there's no direction to go to. But for the most part, your only work in this is, OK, what do I want and what are the tangible goals and, you know, what kind of lifestyle do I want to live? And if you want to live a lavish lifestyle, there's actually nothing wrong with that. You just have to understand that we got a plan for that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's just once again, I want you to live however you want, whether it's a cabin, <laughs> a cabin in the woods, or it's uh, you know downtown, uh, you know Manhattan or Chicago uh, yeah. condo, right? Uh, whatever it is. So yeah, that my goal is to make you happy and make sure money doesn't uh, prevent you from doing those things. Because man, outside of health, it's really what does it for people. Well, if people yeah. are healthy, then it's it's money, and uh, it hurts me. It hurts me that that's prevents people from doing it because it's such a it feels like such a stupid thing to make you not want to do what you want. Money? Ugh. Money, right? Ugh. It's the currency. It makes the world go wrong. Yeah, I don't want... But you have to be careful about it. Yeah, I don't want you to be a slave. It makes. I don't want people to be like a slave to it or worry. But yeah, no, it, it is yeah. important. It is really important as well um, on that end. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm excited for your questions. Uh, and um, I appreciate your time on the money seat today, Valerie, and uh, asking some good questions and kind of letting the world and the listeners get to know you a little bit more. Yeah, well, thank you so much for your time, Ross. I appreciate it. I've learned a lot and I'm sure we'll chat soon. Perfect. Thanks for having, sorry, thanks for being here, Valerie, and uh, join us next time on another episode of The Money Seat.